0: Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. Can we give it up for our point next to our campus? It is so exciting, and there are some cards on your seat. If you want to be part of the launch team, it is not too late to sign up. You know, we are one house with many rooms, so if Poindexter is calling you and that's supposed to be your home, sign up. They need all hands on deck. We learned that the hard way when we launched last year, so please don't hesitate to do that. You can just scan the code and and, and get plugged in over there, and I'm just so glad we're here. How's everybody feeling? doing good. You look amazing. I hope you feel amazing. And I love that we got to share in that video. Oh, I forgot to say I'm Hillary. If We've never met. I'm the executive pastor here at our Fondren campus. And I'm so excited to have the opportunity to share with you this morning. And it's just been such a wild time. I, God is just moving and there's no denying it, and I've just been so inspired by you know Pastor Rob and and Kim and Pastor Joel's faith to pray things out and see them come to pass. But we've also been seeing just prayer break out all over the nation, all around the world, and people are hungry. They're they're biting in and not letting go, and I've I've seen friends just like push through noise to to pursue God, and it's just been so so fulfilling to watch and so inspiring to see, and I'm just excited. You know, the Lord, I was praying earlier this week, and the Lord showed me that we are just charging forward at such a pace that, like, we won't be able to be held back, and I thought that was just going to be a word for me, but the Lord kind of released me to share that today, that as a church, as a body of believers, we are just moving forward at such a pace. And we get to link arms with people the whole way and just drag them with us. Not really drag. Obviously, we want them to come willingly, of course. But it's so cool because we get to leave the past behind and not be held down by that. We're letting go of things that were holding us back so that we can be propelled forward. And it's encouraging. And I don't know who that's for. I think it's for all of us. But you're going to be propelled forward in, in your career, in your families, in your relationships, in your finances. I just, I believe that. It's, we're God's people. So it's time that we, like, lay stake to what is ours. Amen? Amen. So none of that has to do with what I'm sharing, but just thought I'd drop that out there. Um, yeah. So let's jump in. We're in a series about what happen, what to do when life hurts right? Because life hurts all the time. It's something that we can't really avoid, although I wish we could. And it's like, of course we know that that's true, but we still aren't ready for what's to come. It's like, we know we're going to have trials, right? That's what the word says. And I try to like mentally prepare myself. You know, when things are really good, you kind of wait for the other shoe to drop. You're like, okay, things are great, Praise God, we're on the mountaintop, view is great from up here, something's going to come one day, and I'm going to be ready for it, and then it's like, you're not ready for it. It's like when you go to the dentist, you think you're just going to get a cleaning, and then you come out needing to have, like, a cavity filled and a root canal, right? Or, like, when you take your car to the mechanic, because you're like, just getting my oil changed, I didn't go too far over my miles, going to be quick and easy, and they're like, actually, you need new tires, windshield wipers, and maybe a new battery, and you're like, (laughs) fabulous, love that. Or it gets really real and you go into a doctor for a checkup and you're like, everything's going to be fine. I'm feeling fine. Just been having some headaches, but then you get a diagnosis that's worse. Or you go home to your spouse or to your boyfriend or girlfriend and you think this is just going to be another great dinner, great bonding time. But then they drop that bomb on you that you're done, right? Life hits, life hurts, And sometimes when it hits, it hits really hard. It hits so, so hard, and we don't know what to do. But I'm so grateful that the Lord tells us what to do when life gets hard. He gives us instruction on how to take these things on, whether it's a small thing or a big thing. It could be a bill for your car, but it could be the state of your relationship. It could be something going on in your family. But the Lord has something for us. And as I was praying and just kind of reflecting on how to address these things, the Lord said something to me. Two words. He said, Talk back, which I love. <laughs> Whenever we have a situation, we have authority, we have a power where we can speak to our situation and we can talk back to the things that were trying to hold us back and hold us down. Do you guys believe that? Because it's true. I'm going to show you where it is true. And I know some of you grew up with parents that told you not to talk back, right? Big rule. Some of you are parents, and you probably told your kids this morning, don't talk back to me, right? It's fine. This is the exception. Don't talk back to your parents, but you can talk back to the enemy. And I am a talker. (laughs) If you didn't know that, I'm like extroverted. I've had no problem talking my whole life. In fact, when I was little, like in elementary school, I would get like my progress report and any, in the area of like socialization, it would say needs improvement because I would be talking so much. The improvement was I needed to listen as well, not just like talk the whole time. But I did have a hard time talking back to things that were holding me back and sometimes speaking up and standing up for myself in situations where I have the right to do that. But God is saying that we have power, we have authority, so we can talk back to the things that are trying to distract us, that are trying to hold us down, that are trying to keep us from his promise and his will, the things that are taking us away from from what he has for us. And no more. We don't need to do that anymore. We get to talk back. And that is so good. You know, there's a big trend going on. You see it everywhere. People are manifesting this, manifesting that. These are people who don't know the Lord. We have teens on TikTok who are manifesting like tickets to concerts (laughs) because they're talking to the things that they want and saying that they will be theirs. But we have the power of the almighty God. So if a 12-year-old can do it on the internet, why can't we? The power that we have is greater. It is stronger. It is so much more. So we get to speak to things and bring them back into the kingdom of light. You have power. You are powerful people in this place because God dwells in you. And we need that reminder from time to time. We need to to remember that we are not limited by what people say about us or to us. We are strengthened and emboldened by what the word says about us and what God says to us. So today, we're going to talk back. Sound good? We're going to get a little sassy. (laughs) But it's the enemy, right? He gets all the sass he wants, right? And then some. So we're going to talk back. Proverbs 18, 21. Uh, It says that the, the power of life and death lies in the tongue. And I mean, it says it point blank, period. The tongue has all the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And I love what it says in the message version. I don't know if we have that version, but it's, it's the same principle that we have life and death. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. The choice is ours. So we can speak life over the things that the enemy's trying to kill and we can speak death to the things that the enemy is trying to give life to. And that is so important to grab, to grab hold of. So what, whatever the issue might be, you choose how to speak to it. You get to choose how that situation will change. I I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there have been times in my life, as I mentioned, where I... I didn't know of the authority that I had. And it's not that I didn't speak back to things or speak up. I also just didn't speak at all. And silence allowed lies to grow. And if you want to dismiss the lies of the enemy, you have to speak to them. Silence is not... Silence can be powerful sometimes, but in in where we are right now, We are in such a a turning point of our faith. We can't be silent. There's too much hate going on. There are people who are are just being so ugly to one another, saying the worst things, and we get to choose. Are we going to bring life to that situation, or are we going to allow death to continue to reign there? I saw this post the other day. My sister, she works for the American Jewish Committee, And it's a committee that is all about, like, fighting anti-Semitism because it still goes on today. People who are hateful towards the Jewish people, the Jewish community. And in New York, there was a play that they put on this past weekend. And it was the opening night of the show. It was supposed to be so exciting and wonderful. And it ended up being a show about Jewish people. And people gathered around this theater to heckle, to berate, to spread hate, to, to people who were just sharing their culture to anyone. It was so harmful. It was scary. It reminded, reminded everyone of a, a time where that was allowed, and it allowed for people to be murdered just for being born a certain way. There weren't people there to speak life, to tell them to stop. These are, these are people who are loved by God no matter what their background is, we have to speak to that. There is too much hate for us to just let it go by. But, but going back to talking back, there are a lot of examples of that in the Bible, of how we get to speak back to things. We have Jesus and the fig tree, which is one of my favorites. It's in Mark 11. So basically, Jesus and the disciples had been traveling, and he was really hungry. So he sees a fig tree that looked like it was supposed to have fruit. And we all know you're not you and you're angry. You're not you when you're hungry. (laughs) It makes you angry. And there was no fruit on the tree, so he cursed it. He talked back to that tree. And the tree tree had to shrivel up and die. He spoke back to that because it gave the appearance of what was supposed to happen. It was lying to him. And he spoke to it and was like, you will never bear fruit again. How dare you lie to me? Talk back. And then there's also Jesus when he's tempted in the wilderness by, by Satan. And Satan uses scripture to try to tempt him to do all these things, to turn away from God. But Jesus knows the word of God, obviously, is the word made flesh. So he spoke back to the enemy with scripture, with the word of God. And the enemy had to flee. And he he couldn't be brought down. And then there's also David and Goliath, which I love David because... I don't know. He just seems so regular. Like, obviously, he was really special because he was called to be king. But he was emotional. He was hot-headed. He had, like, too-big-for-your-britches kind of personality. Like, he was a kid that took down a giant. But, like, he had so much authority and and so much power. And when Goliath, this giant, was taunting and, and murdering his people... No one could take down this giant, this Philistine giant. So this kid comes with a slingshot and some rocks to take him down. Because he's like, oh, you're not, you're not coming for me and my people. He spoke back to Goliath. He spoke before he took action. And he spoke the word of God to him. And he told him that he was going to go down that day because he went against the Lord and his people. And that could not stand but my favorite example of, of speaking to things and using that authority is in Ezekiel 37. It's been really big in me the last couple of weeks. And I've actually been reading it almost every day, which is like so weird because I'm not the type of person who likes to reread. Obviously, the word of God, you know, you, you chew on it all the time. But for me to read it like every day was a lot because I'm a little ADHD and I need a little spice, but. I had to stick to it. So Ezekiel 37, we're going to read verses 1 through 14. So just bear with me. I'll try to do some fun voices to keep it entertaining. (laughs) But this is the Valley of Dry Bones. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and I bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. Amen. That's an action-packed little section there, isn't it? There's so much there, which I love. Good thing it was action-packed because I read it so many times. (laughs) But I love that... Ezekiel called this army up. Imagine just walking around. It says that he was led back and forth, back and forth, and he's just seeing decay. He's seeing dry things. It's not even like like flies. There's nothing there, just complete barren and waste. But the Lord saw the army before Ezekiel did. And the Lord gave Ezekiel words to make these things come to life. Ezekiel was able to prophesy to the bones and watch them spring up, but he couldn't do it in his own might, and he couldn't do it with his own words. Every time he addresses the bones, God tells him to say what I have said. You speak the word of God. That's how he was able to make things change. So, if you want to see things change in your life, when life hurts, when you're going through a valley, when you see waste and just barrenness all around, you speak the word of God over those things and you prophesy life over them. But that is the secret ingredient. It's not just going to work by a whim. If that were the case, I would probably be a millionaire like 10 times over, right? Because I'd be like, Lord, thank you, God. I am a millionaire. But what does the word say? The word doesn't say that we are millionaires, but it does say that we are heirs to his kingdom. Right? It does say that when I put meat in his house, that he will open up the floodgates of heaven over my life, so we won't have room to contain the blessings that he is pouring out. That's how you're able to speak over your situation. And there to me, there are three sides in this story. There's the Lord who saw the army from the beginning, even though there was death and decay. There was Ezekiel, who was a humble servant, willing to do what God asked him to do, even if it was crazy, so crazy as to call something dry. It's like me speaking to these planks of wood to become a tree again. But he did it. The third kind of perspective is that of the army. Those were God's people who had been dead and gone for a very long time. It says that their hope was gone, completely destroyed. But God gave them another chance. God brought them to life after they had been so far gone. And that's us. When we don't have hope, when we think everything's dead and gone and there's no way we can repair it, there's no way we can come up from it, God says, I know the end of your story. And you might think it's now, but actually, here's another opportunity. I have brought someone to speak life into you. You might think you're done. There's no way you can change or improve. But God says, you are an army. You can stand up again. And an army is meant, to fight. He didn't say it was just a mass of people. It was just a crowd. It was an army. So they were battle ready. They were ready to face life when it hurt. They were ready to face trials as they come. God spoke that over them and he brought someone else to to declare it in the earth so you could hear it with your natural ears too, not just by the spirit. And I feel God saying that now. There are people in this place You might feel like you're too far gone, but God is calling you up. And if you can't hear him say it, he's bringing people around you to speak life into you because it is so important to have those people around you too. If they're not bringing you up, they might be tearing you down. If they're not bringing you up, they might be keeping you the same. And that's not good enough anymore because we are called to hire we need to be propelled forward, even when life hurts. I've been doing this thing lately where I've just been looking up different scriptures to, to just speak, to speak out, to speak over when, when these situations come, kind of like my flashcards or my cheat sheet, so that I have something firm to stand on when the trials come because I don't know when they're coming. I don't know how intense they'll be. I just know that they're going to happen. And the only way I know to prepare is to be familiar with the word of God. So when you're facing sickness, you can speak 1 Peter. And 1 Peter says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. So how do you apply that to your life? You, you do exactly what Ezekiel says, what, what he did. You're prophesying to these things. There might be sickness in my body, but I have the word of God, so I can speak to my body and say what 1 Peter 2:24 says: that by Jesus' wounds I have been made whole. I am healed. That's how that works. It's not just reading it, it is applying it. If you're facing loneliness, we have Psalm 23 1 through 4. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. My favorite part. You speak to loneliness and you say, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you, my God, are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's how you prophesied a loneliness. You apply it, make it real. Not just words on a page. It is the living word of God. That means it is active, it is applicable. Doing this will change your life. It may not change immediately, but it's going to change. For brokenheartedness, we have Psalm 147. And says that he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So God, to this broken heart, I prophesy to it with the word of the living God. I say, you heal the brokenheartedness in me and you bind up my wounds. That's how that works. For uncertainty, because we all, there's a lot of uncertainty, am I right? I'm like, I can't even pick out my clothes like the night before. I'm so indecisive <laughs> with some things. But when there's a life change, I can prophesy to that. If there's uncertainty on my next step, if I don't know what it is, I know that the Lord does. So I can speak Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You speak to the uncertainty, to the unknown, and you prophesy to those dry bones. And you say... The Lord says that he has a plan for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me, plans to give me a hope and a future. So I don't fear uncertainty. I don't fear the unknown because my unknown is in God's hands. What better place for that to be? For your self-worth when you're feeling self-conscious or or less than, you have Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Lord, I may not even like myself right now, but I have hope in you. And you will pick me up from, from low self-esteem. You will pick me up from the unknown, and you will set me to soar on wings like eagles. I will run and not grow weary. I will walk, and I will not grow faint. Prophesy to the dry bones of your life. There was this one time when we were getting ready to launch phase two of our Lakeland building. And I I was on staff then, and we were, like, tricking out the whole building. We're getting all the stuff in. There's a lot of people in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And one day in our cafe, a guy came to install the pizza oven because, you know, church and pizza. It's a thing now. (laughs) And I remember our, our cafe manager, Kathy, she was there. She was by herself, and we were just talking in the cafe. She was like, will you just stick around with me while this guy comes because, like, I don't know him. I said, yeah, girl, I got you what am I? Like, I'm security, so strong. (laughs) But the guy, he came in, he was installing the pizza oven and teaching about all the little tricks and things, but he was, like, kind of odd. You know how, like, you just know in your gut something isn't quite right, right? That uneasiness. Pastor Joel always says to pay attention to the tension, and there was some tension. And literally, in the middle of him, like, working on the pizza oven, he turns to me, and he says, you have PCOS. And I said, excuse me? For those of you who don't know, that is a condition that has to deal with your hormones. It manifests in a lot of ways. It, makes you, it can make you barren. It can cause all these issues within the female body. And he spoke that to me, which was not true at all. And I said, excuse me? He was like, I meant to ask, do you have it? And I said, no, sir. He said, well, my daughter has it, and you kind of remind me of her. And I was like, Ew. Weird. Who says that? Install the pizza oven. You don't know me from Adam. You don't. How strange. Anybody just talking diagnoses with someone bringing it? No. Weird. Right? But from that day forward, I had issues in my body because he spoke something into me. And I was ashamed about it. I was nervous about it. I didn't want to go to the doctor because I ain't going to the doctor. My mom was begging me to go to the doctor. She was right. I went. But as I was going, when I finally went, it was like a year later that I finally went to the doctor. I remember freaking out because I'm like, I bet you this is it. I bet you this is it. But thank God for the Holy Spirit because he arrested my heart. And he said, I did not speak that into you. So on my drive, I started speaking to my body, to every reproductive organ, to to every hormonal imbalance. I spoke to it because I knew something had entered me, but I didn't speak up in the moment because I didn't know how to. I didn't talk back to what he was saying. It caught me so off guard. Praise God. When I got there, they told me they thought that's what it was going to be. But when I went back again, they were like, actually, no, your hormones are balancing out. Actually, no, you're kind of taking a turn here in your health. I was like, oh, thank God, because I don't want to come back here again. But I learned the power of talking back to things that try to hold me back. And I had to do it for myself. I had to do it for my future family, for my future children, and their children. I couldn't allow the words of this world, the words of the enemy, to hold back to the things that God has promised me. And how do I know he's promised me? Because there's a desire in my heart that will not be shaken to be a mother, to be a wife, to have this family to leave a legacy of faith that changes this earth. And I couldn't have that if I didn't speak to that. I had to prophesy to those dry bones and watch that change. And it's big in me. So every time I might feel a little off, I said, Mm-mm, come, to, come in line. I'm talking back. By the word of God, I have been healed by his stripes. I have been healed and I have made whole. I have been made whole and I will see that on this side of heaven. There's a determination behind it. There's a strength behind there's authority behind it. It's not anything that I could do. It is fully by God and his word and his power. And, Ben, you guys can make your way up as I'm I'm closing out. I'll try not to do the whole pastor thing or, like, I'm closing with this. And then you close, like, with 10 other stories. (laughs) Try not to develop those habits, (laughs) trying to mean what I say. But I got to to speak to my body and call it an order. And that's not limited to me. I am not special, I am not different from anybody in this place. I remember another time I had a broken heart. I thought the Lord had, sh- had shown me a-, a path forward with a boy. And I was wrong. I was dead wrong. So wrong that this guy is married with children. Like, wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> but I remember being so just like, oh, devastated <laughs> that it didn't work out the type of devastation that lands in your gut that, like, hurts your body. And I remember taking some time to lick my wounds because we all do that. But I remember speaking to my heart and saying, you will be made whole because God is near to the brokenhearted. So, God, if you are near, be right here with me now. Bring me that peace Bring me the serenity and bring me the security in knowing that if this wasn't it, you have better for me. That's, that's how that changed. And in a night, I woke up the next day bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, unaffected, ready to, to mingle, to mix and mingle, okay? <laughs> I was ready to go because I spoke the word of God over my heart. Again, you can do that. That is available to you here and now. When life hurts, you talk back. Don't be silent. Don't be complacent. Don't let it just fall to the ground. Don't accept the things that are not meant for you. Let them go. And don't pick them back up. It's what pastor said last week, right? Giving away your trash to God so that you can have the full armor on you. Don't pick that back up. It was never meant for you. It wasn't destined for you. And I'm grateful that we have the word of God. And I'm grateful that we can use our mouth, especially as a talker. You want me to talk? Okay, <laughs> I can do that. But you do need to speak to things. And you need to speak to things out loud. I thought it was enough for me to just kind of like recite these things in my head. You know, going on my drive, Mm -hmm, check. You need to speak out loud. Ezekiel wasn't like, I'm alive, he spoke out loud dry bones live that's why we we worship the way that we do and if you if you don't know about this or you feel like you don't have access to this power you just have to surrender to god you just have to lean lean into him all the way in because when you're with him, you're really with him, you see his hand on things big and small, and there's no denying it. So I'd like to invite everybody, let's just stand to our feet, just to just to honor God in this moment. You probably received a communion cup on your way in, and I would love to take some time to... Just remember this covenant to surrender to God. Some of our team, they're walking around. If you need communion, just give them a little wave. We take communion in remembrance of what Jesus did for us. A reminder of the covenant we share with him. A covenant that can't return void. Praise God. And you can, you can prep your elements. You know, it's a little hard to get that top little layer of plastic off. <laughs> but if you would just, right? I know, it's tricky. <laughs> it's hard, I know. <laughs> but if you would just, just take the bread. The Lord says, this is my body that has been broken for you. When you take this, take this in remembrance of me, my body broken for you. And you can break the element and take the red. And then we have the wine or the juice. I'm really not sure what is in the little cups, but I do know what it represents. And it represents Jesus's blood that has been shed for us on the cross so long ago. The blood that poured out from his body to cover our sins, to make a way for us to know him intimately, to keep us from a fate that we all so deserve. But praise God, we don't have to walk that out because he took that for us. So you can take, take the wine now. And I'd like to pray, Father... Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for making a way for us to know you in spirit and in truth. God, I thank you for your word that does not return void. And God, I just thank you for the power that is behind your word that allows us to speak to things and see them change, God. We speak your word and and situations turn around. God, I thank you for your presence and for your nearness and that you change everything for good. There is none like you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.